Have you made the decision to build a network marketing business, but you're starting to doubt that decision? You're starting to wonder if this was a good idea or not. You're thinking, why did I jump into this? I don't know what I am doing. It's not growing as fast as I thought it would grow. I'm not making nearly as much money as I thought I'd be making by now. Well, my friends, tune into this week's episode. And by the end of it, you will know if you made the right decision or not. Welcome to the Single Parent Superpower Podcast, helping single parents go from feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, and confused in their network marketing business to being focused, clear, and successful. Hello, my friend. I'm Samantha Gamble. I have built a multi-million dollar international network marketing business, all while being a single parent with 100% custody of my two amazing daughters. So if you're a single parent struggling to make ends meet or just feeling like you're not doing as well as you could be, tune into the Single Parent Superpower Podcast. I'll be sharing tips, tricks, strategies to help you become a network marketing single parent superhero. Tune in, my friend. Well, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me here again this week. And before I dive into this week's Single Parent Superpower episode, can you please do me a favor? Will you please share this episode and the Single Parent Superpower podcast with anyone you know who would like to have a successful career in network marketing? I make sure to pack these weekly episodes with valuable content that will help make you a network marketing superhero. It is my passion to help as many people, single parents in particular, build the business that they want so they and their children can live the life that they truly deserve. So if you please be so kind, down Download this episode and share it. I would be extremely appreciative and forever grateful. All right, my friend, let's get into it, shall we? Have you made the decision to build a network marketing business, but maybe you're starting to doubt if it was a good idea? You're second guessing your decision. Maybe you're thinking the sacrifices aren't really worth it. Maybe you're thinking you should just go back to your job or find a job or maybe even pick up a part-time job, a part-time second job to supplement your income versus pursuing your network marketing career. Well, let me tell you a story about a man who gave up everything so his family could have a better life, more opportunities, more flexibilities. And after you hear this, it will be crystal clear to you if you have made a good decision or not, if you should pursue your network marketing career or not. All right, my friend, tune in. Now, before I get into this episode, I want to share something with you I am super passionate about. And if you're a single parent and you want to have a successful network marketing career, but you're not quite sure how or what to do, maybe you've tried before, but never had any success, I have the answer for you. I've created a community of single parents just like you who are succeeding in network marketing. We provide support, resources, and training so that you can achieve the level of success you desire. Success as a single parent is 100% possible in network marketing. Join our community and we will help you every single step of the way. Visit www.spspcommunity.com, spspcommunity.com to see how for less than a dollar a day, you can have all of the support and guidance you will ever need to have the success and live the life that you and your children truly deserve.
All right, my friend. So let me get into this episode. The gentleman I was making reference to earlier, the the man who gave up everything in the pursuit for a better life for he and his family, well, that was my dad. We lived in Southeast London at the time. And when I was five years old, we had my aunt and uncle as my mom's brother. He was marrying an American woman. So we came over to California for a holiday when I was five. We were here for four weeks. All of my mom's side of the family came in from England for the wedding. Her sister and her husband, my other aunt and uncle, had already lived here. He was an American man married to my mom's sister, English woman. We were here for four weeks. And on the plane heading back home to London, my dad made the decision. He said, let's emigrate to California. The rest of my mom's family were on that plane too, and they decided that they would come too. Now, if you knew my parents, you would not guess in a bazillion years that this would be a decision that they would make. My parents are very regimented. My mom in particular, you might my mom went grocery shopping every single Thursday. She left for work at 7, 10 in the morning so she could get to work, have her coffee, start work at 8 o'clock. She left work at 4. She was home by 4.20. She, every Friday, we went over to my nana kit and grandpa's house on Fridays, and my, my nana kit would make us cheese and onion sandwiches. Don't judge. They are actually very delicious. And if anyone's listening from England, you know what I'm talking about. White bread, butter, cheddar cheese, sliced white onion. Delicious. <laughs> anyway, I digress. But my parents were very regimented. You could set your watch almost by the things that they did. Spontaneity really wasn't their thing. And change certainly wasn't their thing. Then on top of it, living in England, we lived right down the street from my dad's brother, my other aunt and uncle, and their two children, my cousins. We saw them every single day. My entire family, actually, both sides of the family, we were within 10 minutes of each other. And until we actually emigrated, I didn't even know I had two sides of a family because we were just all together. I don't know why I didn't make it out that my mom had her family and my dad had his. I don't know. Don't judge me. <laughs> but anyway, we're always all together. And we were, this was back in 1981. I was seven years old when the immigration finally went through. And my dad, you know, they had to sell their house in England. They sold every stitch of furniture. I, my brother and I sold our toys. We kept the money and we were able to go to Toys R Us on a little shopping spree when we got out here. But to make that decision to uproot and leave everything that you know, family as well. And not just distant relatives. We're talking people that you saw every single day to leave all of that behind in the pursuit of a better life. Now, get, don't get me wrong. England isn't a third world country. There wasn't a war going on. It was not like we were refugees. It wasn't like that. But he, my dad knew that after spending four weeks here in California and seeing how people lived and seeing the opportunities, my dad knew that that was just not possible in England at the time. You know, crime was on the rise. It was just the opportunities weren't as plentiful as they are here in, in America. It really is the American dream. And I, I people have their thoughts and judgments about the country right now. But even with all of that, it still is the greatest country. My dad made this decision and he wanted, he made the decision not so much so he and my mom could have a better life, because I'm not exactly sure if it was a better life for my dad, to be honest. But he did it more so, yes, for my brother and I, 
but he did it for our future generations. So like for my children, Taylor and Danielle. And granted, I was only seven years old when I immigrated. So obviously wasn't even a thought of, of having children, but my dad had the thought. My dad knew that he wanted more for his family. He wanted his family to have a better opportunity. He wanted them to have a limitless life. He wanted them, he wanted all of us to be able to pursue any dream that we wanted. And he knew that we would be able to do that here in America. And it would be a lot harder to do it in England. So my dad sacrificed his immediate happiness. He sacrificed him being able to have constant contact and seeing his family on a regular basis, all for us. It was a huge decision. So my dad, we, we sold everything we moved over here. My parents bought a house that, you know, keep in mind, internet wasn't around then. So they never actually saw a picture of the house they were buying. The house that they bought wasn't even built yet. Keep in mind, our house in England was almost a hundred years old. Now here's a house that is not even built yet. The only picture they had was a drawing of the house and a sketch of, you know, here's this room and the measurements and here's this room and the measurements. That's it. It was a dirt lot. So there was nothing to even show. My parents bought this house sight unseen and it was in a town that wasn't even on the map yet. Small, small, small little town. We had one stoplight at the time. And my uncle said, oh, it's a next upcoming area. It's great, a great value. And the real estate is just going to grow. It's Trust me, it's the place to be. And my parents didn't know. They had no idea where this place was. They didn't know what the schools were like. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And my dad, who had never been out of work a day in his life, he left school when he was 16 years old in England. That's when you graduated. That's when you were done. If you didn't continue on your ed education for your O-levels, you got done when you were 16. The next day, he started work as an electrician's apprentice. And he had not missed a day of work, was never unemployed ever since. Well, coming out here, he had interviews lined up, but he didn't have a job lined up. And in England, my mom didn't have to work. But out here, my mom would have to work. And our life was going to be drastically different. It was the scariest thing for my dad to do. The rest of my mom's family emigrated with us, and my my aunt, who was already married to my American uncle, she became a citizen. She sponsored us in. So by the time it was all said and done, it took two years for the process to take place. I was so I was seven years old, and we came over on February seventh, nineteen eighty one. So this week is our immigration anniversary. So it was pr pretty special. When we landed, I still remember to this day. And first of all, we had we had a dog and a cat. Dog named Tipsy. Catcher was our cat. We got her to catch the mice. And my parents couldn't afford to ship both animals with us. So my poor cat got sold with the house. <laughs> and my poor dog Tipsy, she was like an agoraphobe. She did not want to leave the house. She would go in the backyard and that was it. So you can imagine what it was like to get her out of the house and put her in that tiny little crate. And then she was isolated, kept by herself for three hours before the plane took off. Then she was put in the cargo area. She's a little sheltie, little black and white. And then she's in this cage now for another 11 and a half hours for the flight. Then we had to go pick her up at a separate part of the airport. I mean, the poor thing, she was in there for like 15 hours. My parents 
got a prescription from the vet to drug her. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Anyway, even after all of those hours, this poor little thing stumbles out as if she's leaving a bar at two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) She was so drunk. She couldn't even walk straight. I mean, she could not walk a straight line. But anyway, so we brought Tipsy with us and our house wasn't done being built yet. We lived at my aunt and uncle's house. I lived, my room was the walk-in closet that was in the guest room that my parents were sleeping in and my brother slept with our cousin. And so that's how we lived for the next three months while, while our house was being built. That first night that we arrived here to the States, my aunt and my uncle sat my parents down and they went through all the expenses. They went through how much the house was going to cost per month, estimation on utilities, you know, just general you know, living expenses. And my dad, my mom was crying. My dad immediately said, and I was in the hallway. He didn't know I was listening. He said, this was a mistake. We're going home tomorrow. And that was it. We were going to fly back to London the very next day. My my dad just said it couldn't handle it. The, the obstacles in the way to achieving the dream life that he wanted for all of us, those obstacles seemed way too big, way too insurmountable to pass. He didn't have a job, even though he had interviews lined up. The mortgage on the new house was, our, well, our mortgage in the house in England was 32 pounds per month. Here it was going to be $1,200 per month. My mom would have to go to work. So my brother and I would have to come home by ourselves and be latchkey kids. It was just, everything was so different. He was, it wasn't like you could FaceTime his, his family and see them all the time. No, long distance calling back then was so expensive. So he could barely even talk to his relatives back home who we saw almost every single day. So my dad, he just said, that's it. I, we can't do this. This was a huge mistake. My uncle talked my dad into just, just sticking it out for one year. And if after that one year, he wanted to change his mind, my uncle would help him sell the house and we'd go back. So my dad agreed. One year. Obviously, spoiler alert, we're still here. <laughs> but I tell you, those first five years, my dad was miserable. I, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know when I was growing up, my dad never showed me that side at all. He was the most amazing human. He was he was my person. I would call him my center for center of my universe. <laughs> and he would he used to call me number one daughter. And then um, I would say, Dad, you you can drop the daughter part because I have a brother. I said, you can drop the daughter. We all know I'm just number one. So that so my dad was center. I'm number one. And unfortunately, he he passed away. October before last on October 14th. Uh, Big loss. But because of my dad making that sacrifice, and yes, did he think, I don't even know how many times my dad must have thought I made the wrong decision and he doubted himself. But he kept reminding himself as, as to why he did it, why he made such a big decision, why he made such a big commitment. He did it because he wanted a better life for all of us. And it was because he had trust and faith in the decision that he made and the reasons why he made that decision that he stuck with it. And as a result, 
My brother is a very successful engineer. He's you know, vice president of, of an engineering company. I have lived an amazing life of being in the network marketing industry for the past 27 years. Before that, I had a shipping company that I ran when I was in high school. I was 16 years old and I sold it when I was 21 years old and got into network marketing when I was 22. And you know, my two children have just lived an amazing life. I mean, Taylor just graduated from UCLA. Now she lives lives in Manhattan, New York with a um, fabulous career. She lives in the financial district and completely off my payroll and supporting herself in the financial district, one of the most expensive places in New York. My other daughter, Danielle, is on the just found out she's on the dean's list at Chapman University and she wants to be a psych a psychologist and help adolescents with trauma. So my dad making that decision all those years ago so that we could live the life that he believed that we deserved was more than worth it. His sacrifices, his dedication, his love for his family drove him to make one of the biggest decisions of his life. I mean, I remember the last night we stayed at, we stayed the night in our house in England, the very nice last night. We were leaving for the airport in the morning. We didn't have any furniture at all. My mom and dad borrowed debt chair, uh, lounge chairs, uh, sunning, you know, tanning bed chairs, and um, to sleep on. <laughs> and my dad, I didn't know then, but he was already feeling so much pressure, and he was already getting so stressed. He actually ended up losing his voice one day after we landed here. My mom had to go on the interviews for him with him and and talk for him, which he got a job within two days. So. It, but anyway, but that last night we're in the house, we're sleeping on these on these debt chairs, and my dad sat too far back, and his legs he just <laughs> fell ass overhead, and his legs were stuck up in the air, and he couldn't get back down, and we laughed so hard. It was one of my one of my many great memories of laughing with my dad. But making all those sacrifices, having that mindset of I want more for my family that caused him to make that very difficult decision to leave his whole family behind and move all the way out here. It wasn't just we moved to, you know, Scotland or Wales or Ireland where you could still hop on a train and, and reach each other. No, we moved 7,000 miles away. But my dad did it because he wanted a better life for us. So I tell you this story because I, I've been thinking about this a lot this week with it being our anniversary of when we emigrated over here. And the decision you you have made to build your network marketing business, it's not an easy one. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. You're going to have those times of doubt. You're going to think, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Things just aren't going my way. I'm not signing up enough people. I'm not getting enough customers. I'm not making enough money to, to quit my job yet. Or you know, I'm putting more time in it than, than it's worth. And all the stuff and it, all, everything, all of this is going to run through your mind. But keep in mind, in the forefront of your mind, why you are doing this. You're doing it because you want a better life for you and your family. You want a better life for your future generations. You want them to have the opportunities that maybe you didn't have. You want them to be limitless. 
And it's starting with you. It's starting with you building up your network marketing career, which will lead to other things. Okay. It's network marketing is an avenue for you. You will get in, we'll talk about this. You're into branding yourself. You're going to build your email list. There's many other avenues for you to make even additional streams of income, but it all starts with building your successful network marketing business. So when you're having those tough times, you know, maybe you, you know, you're talking to plenty of people every single day, you're sending people messages, you're following up, you're doing all the right activities, but maybe you're not getting the right result, then it's time to reach out to your upline support team and tell them you need a fix and refine session, sit down with them, you know, obviously, you know, either on Zoom or FaceTime or even just through group messenger, through Facebook messenger, however it is, but get together with them and have them fix and refine your activity. And I promise you, you're just a little bit off here or there and you will get fixed and refined. Obviously do it with your upline support team members who already have the lifestyle that you want and listen to them, take their advice, implement it, stay consistent and the doubts that you have will begin to lessen and you will find, are you going to doubt yourself in the future? Yes, it's going to happen. Okay. But it won't it won't grab a hold of you you'll let it wash off wash over you you'll just keep moving forward okay when someone who you really wanted to join your business you knew that they would just be so amazing and they're a big leader in the industry and you just know they're just going to be great for your business and they tell you no okay those types of things are going to hit you but you know what you just keep going why because you're doing this because you want a better life for you for your family, and for your future generations, my friend. So I hope this helped. And you know, I could go through all the strategies and tactics all day long, but most of it, to be honest with you, is your mindset. Your mindset has to be there. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what strategies and tactics I give you to do or anyone else gives you to do. You won't do them or you won't do them consistently enough because your mindset isn't there. So get your mindset right and the rest will fall into place. Stay focused on why you are doing this. And when you have a tough day, like we all do, reach out to your upline support team. That's what they're there for. That's what we do. We're here to help. And you know what? As you grow, you're going to be in someone's upline support team. So everything you're going through, your people on your team are going to be going through the same exact things. And so you going through them and getting out of it and succeeding is going to help all of those people, those thousands of people that are going to be on your team. You're going to be able to help them with your experiences. All right, my friend, I hope this week's episode gave you clarity and left you feeling empowered. You can do this, my friend. I promise you, you can. If you're a single parent and you want to have a successful network marketing career, but you're not quite sure how or what to do, maybe you've tried before, but you haven't really had success, well, I have the answer for you. I created a community of single parents just like you who are succeeding in network marketing. We provide support, resources, and training so that you can achieve the level of success that you truly desire. Success as a single parent
different is 100% possible in network marketing. Join our community and we will help you every single step of the way. Visit www.spspcommunity.com to see how for less than a dollar a day, you can have all of the support and guidance you will ever need to have the success for you and your children and your future generations, the success that you guys deserve. All right, my friend. Well, like my Uncle Graham always says, life is not a dress rehearsal, so let's make this one count. Until next week, my friend, take care of yourself. I hope that episode left you feeling empowered and inspired. And if you're ready to take your business to the next level and become a single parent network marketing superhero, tune in, my friend, and subscribe and rate the Single Parent Superpower Podcast and join the Single Parent Entrepreneur Community at www.spspcommunity.com today. I'll see you next week, my friend. Thank you.